Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Uh, hello and welcome to a special edition of Reaction Time, uh, courtesy of our friends at Fairway. I am in Tulsa for the Big 12 Championships. Ben is currently in Ames. Um, we just wanted to, you know, kind of recap and instant reactions of, you know, day one of the Big 12 Championships. They definitely had a rough start today, I would say. Um, ben, what are your initial thoughts as someone who's been watching them from home? Yeah, I, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but I think underwhelming is a, probably a pretty good word to use. Um, I think if you look at the seeds, it makes a little bit of sense, but I I thought, well, Ian Parker, that early loss that he took was a little bit disappointing. Um, Coach Dresser talked to you after that, and we can talk about that in a little bit, but um, Ian Parker's loss was disappointing. Jarrett Dagan, again, he's a three seed. He has a chance to wrestle for third, so I guess in that regard, it makes sense. But man, he had that match won against Willie McDougal of Oklahoma, so that one was disappointing. Um at heavyweight, Sam Schuyler, again, he's the number three seed. So he's wrestling. He has the potential to wrestle to his seed still, but he had a chance against the number seven seed because the number seven seed from Oklahoma State knocked off the number two seed, um, Zach Elam from Missouri. So in theory, Schuyler, who had already beat the Oklahoma State guy, Serber, he had a good matchup there and he couldn't quite take advantage of it, lost that match. So now he has to wrestle back for third. So there's just a few of those situations where Man, if one one more thing goes a different way, Iowa State has three or four finalists instead of one finalist, which is David Carr, who we all expected to be there. And David Carr, he has not been underwhelming. David Carr has been phenomenal. He got a pin in his first match. He got a tech fall in his second match and looked really good in his third match. So David Carr, phenomenal. Everyone else has left a little bit to be desired. In most cases, I think Ramazan and Isaac Judge have both um, – done themselves proud so far but um yeah it's gonna be day two is gonna be really important for Iowa State yeah I would agree with 
everything you said. It was just one of those things where it, yeah, I just felt underwhelmed and I, I definitely had very high expectations. So even though some of these guys, like you said, are technically wrestling for what they were seated for and predicted at, I just expected more. Um, I guess when I look at where they're at, I kind of touched on this with you before, but when I stopped and thought about it more, I guess I wasn't too surprised at the outcomes. Like I, I believed all the guys in the semifinals could get themselves to the championship matches. But then when I stopped to think about how they lost, it wasn't as surprising. And so to explain what I mean is for like Sam Schuyler, for example, he had already beat this guy before. So I was fully anticipating him to win. But when you stop and think about his wrestling style and the way we've seen him perform in the past, I wasn't surprised that he looked a little more reserved and didn't fully go for the shots in the beginning. And that's something Dresser touched on too. When I got a chance to talk to him after, it's just one of those things where you got to be quicker. You got to make bigger moves. And this is something I had actually thought about going into this weekend that I, when it came to Sam Schuyler, I was curious to see if he would continue to have that reserve strategy where he wants to feel his opponent out the way he was able to win against you and I, where he took that takedown. What was it with like 10 seconds left? And I just felt that that wasn't something that was going to translate in the tournament. And I feel like that's exactly what we saw in this match. Yeah. And then when, Oh, sorry, Ben. No, I think that's, that's spot on. Sam Schuyler has made a name for himself for being a very clutch wrestler and deservedly. So he's had a lot of clutch moments, but it's hard to keep doing that match in and match out. And I also, uh, when I look at a guy like Younger, absolutely fully capable of beating anyone. But I think we also have all been so excited because of just how the miles <laughs> that he has gone in his growth and just how much we've seen him turn, turn it around from the last time we saw him last season, I should say, for example, like in the Missouri match when he lost it because he wasn't able to escape. But then we watch him just dominate through almost literally everyone except his Wyoming opponent today. And it just comes down to one of those things where I think we get so high on those wins and those, you know, his explosiveness that once I stopped and thought about it, it makes sense that in this match, Wyoming was able to come out the better guy. And it simply comes down to younger still has so much to learn and still so much to refine about himself as an athlete that I would have, I could have seen it going either way, but in his loss, I guess I wasn't as surprised if that makes sense. Yeah. We talked to Kyvin Gatson, obviously um, before this tournament started. And he mentioned something with younger that I always knew was true, but I like you, I was always just obsessed with his explosiveness and his strength. And that is younger Bastida is an okay folk style wrestler. And I think that came out a little bit today. The Stephen Buchanan, the Wyoming guy, obviously a seasoned, seasoned folk style wrestler. He's the number one seed in the Big 12 tournament at, at a very deep weight at 197. So I knew that was going to be a difficult match. Younger lost to him earlier in the year in sudden victory. I knew that was going to be difficult, but um, I think Younger got. I don't know, exposed is the right word, but 
um, it showed that he against some of these guys that he's going to need to stay in better position in some of these um, areas that he gets into. And another thing that I thought of with Kyvin, and you can get into this more, Jackie, um, is we see and we judge these guys on the seven minutes that we see on the map. That's pretty much all that we get to see is those seven minutes. From my understanding, there's a few guys on Iowa State's team that are dealing with something, some things that are happening outside of necessarily their control outside of the seven minutes. Can you get into that a little bit? Yeah. So, for example, Ian Parker, he started the day off very rough for Iowa State. It was very um, just kind of set a very specific type of vibe. But Dresser post session one shared that Ian was actually not feeling well at all. Um, He was having some kind of stomach issues. He didn't go into super deep details, but he just was not feeling well. And I think if you go back and rewatch the match, you can see it. 100%. When I watched that match the first time live, I'm just like, Ian doesn't look quite right. Like this is not the Ian Parker I expected to see. And I think everyone felt that way. And it left all of us really scratching our heads because I was sitting back side and I was just like, what is going on? Like this was a shoe in. And I think in everyone's uh, predictions, it was Ian Parker's going to win. Let's focus on his potential matchup against Alan Hart. And so, um, but thankfully, Dresser said that Ian was able to kind of, you know, step away after that and recoup himself. And he bounced back. And um, as far as where he stands right now, uh, Dresser said he feels better. And he looked a lot better in his final match of the day. He looked just like Ian Parker. You just the strength and his energy and um, yeah, he just looked 10 times better. No idea what kind of stomach bug he had, but thankfully it looks like it might just be a thing of the past. Yeah. Parker looked phenomenal there in the second half of his day. Um, We've mentioned this before. Parker's not a guy that's going to get a lot of bonus points, but um, he won his first consolation match nine to five, his second consolation match five to zero. And then he's going to have a chance uh, he's going to be he's in consolation semifinals right now against Dylan Drogomuller of North Dakota State who, who will wrestle tomorrow morning um, that's a matchup I like for Ian Parker that's a match I think he should win um, so there's a very legitimate shot that Parker will be wrestling for third and in what I'm rooting for in that 141 is Butler the guy that uh, Parker lost to in that first round is also in the consolation semifinals so if Parker and Butler both win they're wrestling for third, and I, I would like to see that rematch with a Park Ian Parker that's feeling a little bit better, a little bit more himself. Right. Um, yeah, no, definitely agree. Glad to see he's back to it because, yeah, very concerning um, how that day started. But I, moving forward, I'm not really worried about it if he feels back to 100%. Um, but then the other thing that Dresser shared just here um, – an hour ago post uh, second session. Um, unfortunately, really sad news. Marcus Coleman found out his grandfather died right mm. before his match. Um, so I can't even imagine how difficult that has to be to just try and process before you have to go into a match where you're supposed to be 110% laser focused on this, you know, these seven minutes. And uh, so Unfortunately, Marcus lost, and I can only imagine that his mind was completely elsewhere for sure um, in that moment. So, yeah, absolutely. Condolences to Marcus Coleman and his family. That's 
that's not what you want to be going through at all ever for any reason, but that's not what you want to be going through um, as you're getting prepared to wrestle in a big 12 championships. Um, that's incredibly unfortunate. He did win his first match. So credit to him there. And then he's, again, he's going to have a chance to wrestle back for third. Um, but when your mind's not all the way where it should be, it can be really tough. So um, Marcus Coleman has proven himself to be a very, very good wrestler this season. Uh, even if he doesn't do great, the rest of this tournament, there's no reason he can't come back NCAA tournament. He'll be in the NCAA championships and do big things there. So um, condolences to the Coleman's that's very unfortunate. Um, but yeah, that's, that's not news you want to get. Yeah. It's just one of those things where sometimes like life just happens and it's so far out of anyone's control. Um, and yeah, it just sucks. And like you said, condolences to them. And I think the biggest thing that I, at least from my perspective that I took away from this is, and this is what I, I tweeted this actually, I think it's what makes tournaments so great and just also so awful at the same time is that there's a ton of wrestling left to do. There's definitely opportunities um, for plenty of these guys to be on the podium. It might not be as the number one guy um, like some of them had hoped, but there's still plenty of time to, you know, secure your ticket to the NCAAs and get on that podium. And Iowa State, especially, you know, with these guys heading into those matches in the morning or afternoon, they start at noon tomorrow. Um, Yeah, there's just still plenty of time to prove to everyone that they can close it out on a high note and probably prove to themselves um, that they can do it. So, which this brings me to Isaac Judge, who fought his way back up the bracket. Um, Absolutely. If with the rough losses the team suffered to start, um, and especially in those semifinals match, I think it's definitely a high note to see a guy like Isaac just prove himself that he can get himself there and fight his way back because he did. He had to he had to earn it. That's another thing that I think is awesome about the tournament is you can prove yourself in several opportunities outside of just one win or loss. Yeah, I've I've loved Isaac Judge's tournament so far. Um, he lost his first match to number two seed Peyton Hall of West Virginia by a major decision. And he come back and wins his uh, match against Air Force uh, six to one. And after that, he wins 10 to five. And now he's going to face um, North Dakota State's number five seed, Luke Weber, judge's number seven seed. Uh, I think judge lost to Weber in the dual meet by one point. If Judge can reverse that decision, all he needs to do is get another takedown that match, do something else, and Judge looked really good in the second half of the day today. Isaac Judge is going to be – he's going to finish third or fourth if he wins his match against Weber, and he's going to punch his ticket to the NCAA tournament. And I think when both you and me did our preview pick thing that we did, Isaac Judge was probably the one where, eh, we're not sure he's going to get one of those automatic qualifying spots, and he might not qualify for the tournament, but – if judge, like you've mentioned it before, if he pulls a chase straw out of this and he qualifies <laughs> for the NCAA tournament, man, all, all the credit to him. He was definitely one of those where I didn't have specific expectations and that's not a bad thing. And I don't mean them in a, Oh, I expected Isaac to lose. I just simply was ready for anything. 
like truly anything. I wouldn't have been surprised if Isaac would have won somehow this morning, you know, and that's not to say he's not competitive or not capable. It's just when you look at the number two seed and uh, being the number seven seed, you're definitely overmatched or outmatched, I should say, but no, yeah, definitely. I asked coach about him and he said, he's super proud of him. And I think the whole, we only see guys in within those seven minutes. I think that applies to a guy like Isaac. We, we don't get to see what type of work he puts in the room. And Isaac has clearly proven that he is working hard and he goes the extra step because he had to wrestle off for his spot against like five or six guys. Yeah. Yes, he did. And so that tells you that Isaac was the best one of them. You know, he worked for that. And so I think that's easily forgotten when we go through the dual season and all we see is wins and losses in one day. Um, so good for Isaac. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's, he's having a great turnout for himself. And if he can, man, if he wins this match tomorrow against Luke Weber, that's huge for Isaac Judge because he's not necessarily in a position to get an at-large bid. Like, I think everyone for Iowa State except Isaac and Keisner secured a spot in the NCAA championships. I think that's correct. Um, Keisner Terakina will have to get an at-large bid. He's wrestling for seventh tomorrow. Um, they had six allocations at 125, so he will not get an automatic qualifying bid, but he can still get an at-large. And one of the criteria for what the committee uses to determine at-larges is tournament placement at the conference championships so if he gets seventh that's one spot out of automatic qualifying that's going to bolster his resume for an at-large and right now considering he qualified for two out of the three arms of um, getting an allocation he's in a pretty good position right now to get one of those at-larges it's just going to be really important for the Big Ten not to have a lot of weird upsets. It's going to be important for the ACC to not have a lot of weird upsets. As long as those things happen, Kyson should probably get an at-large bid. Um, but, Jackie, correct me if I'm wrong. I think everyone else has punched their ticket, right, except for Isaac Judge, or who else hasn't? I'm pretty sure Jared Dagan hasn't. He has not. You are correct. He has to finish in the top four. Yes, we right I was like, that. I have to go. I have to go double check. <laughs> no, you're absolutely <laughs> right about that. Dagan okay. has to finish in the top four. They only had four allocations there. Yes. Yep. Good call. So, which yes, one too? <laughs> yeah. Which I'm hoping is. It's one of those where you know you get a night's rest and you get to kind of reset. I'm really hoping, and I, they don't wrestle until noon, so there's plenty of time to get your coach speeches in to get your you know personal time however it is that these guys prepare themselves to go into these types of situation I'm hoping Jarrett can just finish out the tournament strong on a high note I think that's just the bias in me <laughs> just hoping that he can close out his career in a happy note because I mean that's really what you know these guys came back for Jarrett Dagan and Ian Parker came back because they love wrestling and because they wanted to change the way their seasons ended last year. And so I can't help, but to hope that's what we get tomorrow, but yeah, I'm just, I'm very curious overall what Iowa state team's going to wake up tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. If we look at the team scores and we'll recap this just so everyone's aware currently Missouri leads the team race with 109 and a half points. 
Oklahoma is second with 93 and a half points. Oklahoma State is third with 90. Northern Iowa is fourth with 85. And then Iowa State is fifth with 82 and a half. What's important to note with team races at this point in the tournament is there's a lot of quote unquote bloat with backside of the tournament results, which is why Missouri has 109.5 and Oklahoma State only has 90. Oklahoma still has a lot of guys, or Oklahoma State still has a lot of guys in the championship side of the bracket. So they're going to, Oklahoma State's going to earn their points tomorrow during the finals and those sorts of things. Um, but there's still points to be had for Iowa State. There's still points to be had for um, Oklahoma State, Missouri, those schools. So it's a really interesting team race right now. Um, it's nowhere close to finalized. No one has gotten close to clinching it up. I remember, I think the first year I covered the Big 12 tournament back in 2000, whenever it was, 15, <laughs> um, Oklahoma State had clinched the team title after the first day. So at least we're not in that situation. Um, we'll see what Iowa State can do if they can work their way up there. I don't think they're going to win it. I don't think they have a chance at winning it at this point, which is disappointing, but given how they wrestled is understandable. Um, but if they can get back up there, get third, something like that, I, I think that's an okay tournament for the Cyclones. Yeah, it was. I think it's definitely a hard pill to swallow when you're sitting there and you see that those chances are kind of gone. But that was one of the things that I was trying to explain to people when the tournament started, uh, when I would get asked, like, hey, where's the team stand right now? Oklahoma State, I think, weren't they leading right off the bat? Yeah. I mean, they had, what was it, eight guys <laughs> wrestle first thing that more this morning. So I think if you want to, as an Iowa State fan, yeah, you're kind of disappointed and you're sitting there um, just trying to get ready for tomorrow and hope for the best. But I think the fact that the Big 12 is so competitive this year and is so up in the air is a really good thing and it makes it really exciting. And it only pushes teams to continue to be better and athletes to want to be better. Um, and I enjoy watching Oklahoma state be challenged. <laughs> yeah, so. me too. And I just actually looked at the championship side of the brackets. I think if I counted correctly and I counted really quick, so I might not have, but Oklahoma state has four guys in the finals. And I think Missouri also has four guys in the finals. So my assumption currently is that those it's going to come down to the, the that's going to be a team race, Oklahoma state, Missouri. And it's probably going to come down to whoever wins more finals matches. If they split finals matches, it's going to be interesting. But um, the backside of the tournament's going to come. It's going to become really, really important for those schools. They can't let those guys who took losses early. They can't let them just rest up, like lick their wounds. They have to go back out there and wrestle if they still want that team champ team championship. So tomorrow's going to be an interesting day. Which also Missouri really said, "Hey, we're back." yeah we're back we we were in the sec but not for wrestling we don't have wrestling in the sec but hey we're back for the big 12 and wrestling and we're gonna try to win this our first season back god that's that that hurts know. i'll be honest that one hurts you know and if all day it's been exciting to see you and i just you know get those wins over osu especially i can't i love i love and respect high quality wrestling teams. So it truly just comes from me wanting to see them fail so that the other teams can succeed. But I was sitting there and I thought about it. I was like, how would I feel if you and I won this? I don't think I'd like that. I think I would not be happy if Northern Iowa won the big 12. I'd be happier with Northern Iowa winning it than I would Missouri. Missouri, that stings. 
as an old, well, old school, quote unquote, I'm 28 years old as an old school, big 12 guy. <laughs> that one hurts the Missouri leaving. And just now they come crawling back because they want to be in a decent wrestling conference. And here they are potentially winning the thing. Yeah, it's definitely been, uh, this is the first tournament just in general outside of it's my first big toe championships, but just, I haven't been to a tournament in a long time. I truly don't think I've been to a tournament since a cyclone open, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a very different vibe, very, very different. different energy. Um, and today I was just reminded of how much I love being at a tournament and I've You're never, never ex- well, no. And I've never experienced it with teams of this high caliber and with so much on the line, which only makes me hope that in the end, Iowa State has a good amount of NCAA qualifiers. And I, you know, the potential for me to go to Detroit is on the table because I can only imagine what <laughs> Detroit's going to be. But no, it's been it's been a good experience. It obviously you would love to sit here and say, hey, Iowa State's definitely going for the title tomorrow. But overall, this is this has been, I think. Uh, a good place to be <laughs> in general, in terms of wrestling, uh, good wrestling and just absolutely insane environment. So yeah, here's to, here's to tomorrow. Here's to tomorrow. <laughs> well, thanks Ben for joining me on this pod tonight. It is now nine 30 going to be sending this Chris Williams's way. Thank you to you guys for tuning in and thanks to our sponsor, our friends Fairway. And yeah, here's to more wrestling tomorrow and I'll be keeping you guys as much up to date as I can um, as I'm here in Tulsa. So follow along on Twitter.